Mike Broomhead Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. It is the Mike Broomhead Show. A lot happening this morning. A lot of information going our way. Let's start locally in Arizona. Brand new numbers out. As Dr. Kara Christ described, the state is reporting 63 total cases in Arizona over eight counties. But she did describe the reporting process. So a healthcare professional orders a test on a patient because they are symptomatic. The lab then reports directly to the doctor that cares for that patient. That doctor then replies and and reports to the county. The county then reports that number to the state. So the counties report before the states do. So they are a little bit behind the county reporting. So the numbers officially from the state, 63 positive tests over eight counties. And now we know that the cases that are being reported by the counties are 78 cases in nine counties, 34 in Maricopa. 10 in Pinal, 8 in Pima, 8 in Coconino, 14 in Navajo, 1 in Graham, 1 in Santa Cruz, 1 in Yavapai, and 1 in Yuma County. So those are the counties reporting active uh, case or uh, positive test results for COVID-19. For a list of everything that's happening, I mean, really up to the minute numbers and data, go to KTAR.com slash coronavirus, because that is where you are going to find all the up to date information. Best source there is. And um, we heard them speak. Governor, uh, I'm sorry, General McGuire spoke about the National Guard involvement and helping out with this and trying to get uh, the logistics of getting supplies into the grocery stores. As the governor said, it is it is tough uh, when you're buying so much. This is what the governor said about grocery shopping and what people are doing. I would say to Arizonans, please buy what you need, but you don't need to buy additional. The only thing that you would need to stock up on would be uh, prescription drugs. That's the suggestion of public health officials. But we'll continue to replenish the, the toilet paper essentials. So speaking of, of those things, the governor is urging people to just, you know, also, if you're looking for work, that although many industries have shut down, if you're in the service industry, you don't have a job right now. But grocery store chains across Arizona are hiring thousands of people. If you're looking for work in the interim, they're hiring people while the National Guard helps logistically to get, you know, get supplies into the stores. They're using the phrase getting that, you know, that last mile. So the governor was asked, um, does he plan? Now, he did something different yesterday. He took it a step further in mandatory closures of bars and restaurants. Uh, Gyms will be closed at the end of business today in these counties where there have been positive cases of COVID-19. He was asked if he will go the further mile with what California and New York have done. No, I am not. I'm going to follow the guidance of public health and each uh, escalation declaration and executive order that I have put out has been with the guidance of Dr. Kara Christ and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So the governor says he is not going to do that. My question about all of that is is interesting. I don't know why it's okay in the minds of people to forcibly close businesses, but to forcibly tell people to stay in their homes is somehow a violation. I agree with the principle. Businesses should be closing. They should be doing the right thing. Everybody keeps saying the American people have responded in an amazing way. The president said it. You'll hear that in a little while. The governor said as much. Everybody is thankful for what's happened. But then we forcibly close things, and I just think it sends a different message. I did think that it was odd that we are telling people to quarantine at home. 
And then we say, if you want to volunteer, come on down to St. Mary's Food Bank. I personally am someone who loves to volunteer my time. I volunteer my time as in many places as I possibly can. But if I can't work, if you're supposed to stay home from work, if you're supposed to quarantine yourself somewhere, why are we telling people to go and volunteer at the food bank? They need it. I encourage it. But again, it seems like a bit of a mixed message. We are forcibly closing bars and restaurants. We don't want people closer than six feet from each other. We do know that the virus lives on surfaces of plastic and stainless steel for up to three days. So which what are we doing? And I'm as most of you know, or some of you may know, I absolutely love the governor. I've known him since before he was the state treasurer. I think the world of the job that has been done by the state of Arizona, Dr. Christ and everyone else. But what's the message? We're forcibly closing businesses in every county where there's a positive case. So that means in Yavapai, Santa Cruz, Graham County and Yuma County, where there is one reported case in each of those counties, restaurants, bars, gyms, all are closing. But we're sending the message that the polls were open on Tuesday and go and volunteer at the food bank. I, I, I just think it's a bit of a mixed message. So we're going to hear more about this. We're going to listen to what that was said nationally. Mike Pompeo spoke, the State Department. We've made an agreement that we are going to close both the north and the south borders to everything except essential travel, which means trade will continue, which is great news. The trade between the nations will continue, but non-essential travel is stopped. We also are stopping and we are uh, repatriating people that are crossing the border illegally. A big switch from what we were doing before with asylum seekers. So that's something else that we're going to explain exactly what is happening. So I think that it's a great idea um, for that we are doing things to keep ourselves safer. A lot of questions being asked on the national front. We, are, we're, we will get to the answers. We'll let you hear from the president and his team on the national front coming up in just a few moments. The Mike Broomhead Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, take two seconds to save a life. Visit Fulton Homes, Fulton2Seconds.com. I'm sorry, text SWIM to 620620 to enter to win swim lessons, courtesy of Fulton Homes and the Valley of the Sun, YMCA. Um, let's talk about the national front. The president talking today about uh, the shutdowns, uh, started the press conference off talking about the California and New York governors, that there is a great relationship and there hasn't been. Let's be honest. We know that the governors of California and New York have been very, very critical of this president and vice versa. It has been a very big battle. But the president reiterating today, great workmanship between all three that everybody is basically getting around, coming around and working together. He said the same thing about Chuck Schumer. But he was also asked if they were going to do the same thing, if there would be a national shutdown. Is there any more consideration to a national lockdown to keep people in their homes? I don't think so. Uh, uh, essentially, you've done that in California. You've done that in New York. Those are really two hotbeds. Those are probably the two hottest of them all in terms of hotspots. Uh, I don't think so, because you go out to the Midwest, you go out to other locations, and uh, they're watching it on television, but they don't have the same problems. They don't have, by, by any means, the same problem. Uh, New York, California, Miami, the governor's doing an excellent job. Governor DeSantis uh, in Florida. Uh, we have some pretty hot spots in Florida. 
or two. But we're uh, general and the state of Washington, of course. But that was largely, if you look at it, it was one nursing home that had problems like you wouldn't believe. So, no, we're uh, working with the governors. And uh, I don't think you'll I don't think we'll ever find that necessary. So uh, Mike Pompeo uh, in this press conference today as we talk about this and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that are part of a playbook and I'll get into a little bit of this and we may get a friend of mine that's an expert to talk about um, how these scenarios play out. There is something called NIMS and it is the National Incident Management System and they uh, it is a playbook that FEMA uses that things are how things work and this is where you gather on experts out from the different things to make sure they're a part of this process both behind the scenes and then once the decisions are made to explain those so it's all part of that nims when we saw walmart um, when walmart and was on on the at the podium with the president and cvs and and walgreens and others as they talked about that implementation of testing and medication as well and so they they talk with those experts they get their opinions they formulate a plan and then they bring that plan to the american people so now the state department's involved the new announcement that not only is the canadian border going to be closed to non-essential travel so is the southern border mike pompeo talking about working with mexico and these restrictions i also want to announce today uh, that the united states and mexico have agreed to restrict non-essential travel across our shared border both our countries know the importance uh, of working together to limit the spread of the virus to ensure that uh, commerce that supports our economy continues to keep flowing here, too, the United States is uh, glad to have a friend who's working si- side by side us in the fight. And that is important. I think the message today was one of cooperation, whether it was New York and California in cooperation with the White House and a message or the president talking about his cooperation and conversations with Chuck Schumer, who also has been very, very critical of the president. But now it seems as if politically the guard has been dropped on both sides and there is cooperation in the fighting of COVID-19. The other cooperation now is we're talking internationally. Mike Pompeo saying we have a partner in Mexico in what we're doing with closing down the border. We also heard him talk about he was mentioning the cooperation and what's going on that start today with Canada. As President Trump announced on Wednesday, the United States and Canada jointly agreed to restrict all non-essential traffic across our border. This decision goes into effect tonight at midnight. The restrictions will be reviewed after 30 days, uh, and they exclude traffic and movement across the border for work or other essential reasons. We're grateful to have such an outstanding friend to the north who is committed, as we are, to defeating this virus. The other difference here, Chad Wolf from Homeland Security talking about the stoppage of people crossing the border illegally, undocumented people, how they've been handled in the past, whether it's asylum seekers and how they through the process, but how that is changing now and why that is changing now. The CDC order directs the department to suspend the introduction of all individuals seeking to enter the U.S. without proper travel documentation. That's for both the northern and southern border. The CDC director has determined that the introduction and spread of the coronavirus in the department's border patrol stations and detention facilities presents a serious danger to migrants, our frontline agents and officers and the American people. And so now we are suspending the introduction of anyone that's illegal into the country for the time being. That includes asylum seekers will not be allowed to stay in these facilities to get their hearings. That is being done for national security reasons and to stop this virus. Now, what 
we are expecting locally is a big part of what we've been talking about and we will continue to talk about. Numbers in Arizona have increased dramatically, but they are saying that's because of better testing. We also understand that with the better testing, now we're starting to see spread in places we hadn't before, a big jump in Navajo County. So how many will those numbers be eventually? Nationally, that's been a big question as well. And Dr. Deborah Burks was talking about this disease and not being immune. I thought this was an excellent point by Dr. Burks because in the last couple of days, we have all seen people, the young people on spring break, the one guy, I'm sure he feels like a fool now, this young man, and I'm sure he's been berated by the people around him for saying, you know, hey, I don't care if I get it, I get it. It's not going to stop me from partying. Dr. Burks is talking about people that no one is immune to this. No one is immune. I sometimes hear people on radio or others talking about I'm immune to the virus. We don't know if the contagion levels are different in age groups, but we know it's highly contagious to everyone. Do not interpret mild or moderate disease as lack of contagion or that you're immune. You just happen to have a better immune system and the ability to fight the virus in a way that maybe older people or people with existing medical conditions can't. And I think that's sound advice for people that it's the a matter of fact, you may be in this is my opinion, not the doctors. Wouldn't it make sense that we were all that you, you would be more dangerous if you had very small, low symptoms, because if your symptoms are very mild and you think you don't have it or you're immune to it, you are more likely to spread it because you're still going out. You feel safe. You know, I love I I mean, who doesn't love their grandkids? I love my grandkids. They make me cry for no reason. Um, now, I see my kids made me cry, but for a totally different reason. My grandkids make me cry just looking at them. I'm nervous going around them, even though I'm I'm safe. I'm not I'm not at all symptomatic. There is a level of of um, concern that I want to maintain that we just want to be better safe than sorry. And there's two schools of thought. And the one is, of course, if we're safe now, if we take these steps now that seem to be completely um, a a big, a big overreach, that it will stop the spread of this. And that's what we're hoping for. The president was asked about that as well. Are you happy with the results you've seen so far? And he said, yeah, so far I am. We'll see at the end of the two weeks. We'll see what happens on that 15th day. And I think that's the attitude of most people is, you know, we don't like what's happening. There are many people who are hurting financially and are fearful of their entire financial future. But if we see that this in the long run is the best thing, we'll live through this like we lived through so many other things. And that's what we're waiting and hoping to see. More on this coming up here in just a few moments. We're going to get to so much more of what's happening locally and nationally. We'll do it all next. The Mike Broomhead Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks again for being here. Your Phoenix area Subaru retailers and KTAR News want to send you on an Arizona adventure this Memorial Day weekend. Just text the word adventure to 411-923. Enter to win one of four Arizona adventures, including a tour of Karchner Caverns. Subaru, go where love takes you. I'm going to talk about the local things, the numbers here, a little clarification on the numbers being reported, 78 cases, nine counties. But that that, that those 14 in Navajo include not just the three in Navajo County, but the rest of them are on the Navajo Nation that are giving you those numbers. But locally, 34 we know in, in Maricopa, 10 in Pinal, 8 in Pima. 
eight in Coconino, and then one in Graham, Santa Cruz, Yavapai, and Yuma counties. Collect, you know, each have one there as well. And um, let me pass this along. The governor talking about, you know, if you wanted to volunteer, I said it it sounds like a bit of a mixed message. You go to the drastic step of mandatory shutdowns of any county that has even one confirmed case of COVID-19. That because they know that more are coming. As a matter of fact, Dr. Uh, Kara Christ was talking, was asked how many of the ventilators have you asked for, have requested, they've requested 5,000 ventilators. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, that's an, that is a huge explosion of positive cases if we ever get close to that number. But I would say that if you want to do something, if there's something that people want to do, and all of us feel in some regard compelled to want to do something, there have been some great uh, ideas, and a couple of them are just uh, this simple. They're very low on blood. If you are healthy, go and donate blood. I used to donate blood on a regular basis, and I have to admit it's been a while since I have. I'm going to seek out the Red Cross or these private companies that do it. The hospitals will take it, I'm sure. But go and donate blood. The other thing you can do is I would get your hands on some sanitizer and I would get them down to your local police precinct or whether it's DPS or it's it's the sheriff's department or the city that you live in. Because when officers, deputies, troopers are coming in contact with the public on a regular basis, many of them use hand sanitizer as a precaution. Now it's a necessity. So I know that they're using it in big numbers. They're probably running out. If you just want to do something nice in your neighborhood, get some of that hand sanitizer into the hands of the first responders, the fire department as well. The paramedics and the, and the EMTs, firefighters that are working with the public would be um, would be a great idea. Get it down there to the first responders a firehouse near you uh just be a nice gesture and a thank you to them for uh for the work that they do um locally speaking the governor uh talked about the national guard he talked about surgeries this uh was our governor speaking a little comprehensively about thanking people for what they've done yesterday we took additional actions to mitigate the spread of this disease these actions include halting all elective surgeries in our state to free up medical resources and increase hospital capacity for vital services. Updating guidance for restaurants, bars, and other businesses. As of last night, restaurants in counties with confirmed COVID-19 cases will provide dine-out options only. Gyms, movie theaters, and bars in those counties will close at close of business today. We're also delaying the expiration dates on driver's licenses so seniors don't have to visit the MVD during a public health emergency. And we are activating the National Guard to assist grocery stores and food banks in the face of heightened demand. So there is drastic measures that are being taken, and it's affecting people personally. And as a matter of fact, just after 11 o'clock, there is a a Scottsdale resident named John Stallone who is in Argentina. And he's been there for, I think, about 50 days. He went on a hunting trip to Argentina, and the state of La Pampa is where he is. The governor there of that state did a shutdown. 
and went to him at, at this hunting camp he was at and told him and the other people he's with, I think there's seven of them, that they are quarantined in place and they face six to ten years in an Argentinian jail if they try to leave. And they had to sign a document that acknowledged that that was what was going to happen. Since then, flights have been canceled between us, between anywhere in the U.S. and Argentina. So they are stuck. They are stuck there until the 25th and beyond because they have no way to get home. It would cost over $100,000 to charter a flight. They don't have that kind of money. They have businesses. They have ties here in Arizona. So we're going to let you hear the interview with him coming up just after 11 o'clock. And at 11.30, speaking of supply chain, because that was the big issue today that was a part of the local and statewide um, update is that the National Guard has been called up. And the general, General McGuire, who oversees the National Guard, said it's logistics. They are going to be using trucks and logistics to move products to the grocery stores. It is going to be what they said, getting them to that last mile. That's going to be the efforts. So we're going to talk to someone that is an expert in that supply chain, that food supply chain. Uh, Clint Hickman of Hickman Egg Farms, multi-generation business owners here in Arizona, uh, part of the Food Growers Association, and part of the one of the experts in that food chain, that supply chain of food to the grocery stores here in Arizona. So we'll get an update from him and ask his expert opinion on a lot of things coming up at eleven thirty. When we um, when you talk about the local angle on this and what we're all doing. We all are torn. We are all compelled to want to do something. We all understand that it's going to damage many, many of us financially. Some of us, it could be destructive. But also, there is still the fear of the unknown. In other words, we are not quite sure what is going to happen next because we don't know when next is going to happen. We don't have any kind of an idea of what this 15-day reprieve will do. We're hoping that we're seeing a flattening of that curve. We're hoping that they begin to ease restrictions and say what we're seeing now is enough of a reduction that we can get back to a little bit of normalcy that's going to include some of this social distancing. But we don't have that answer. No one does. Are they going to call for another 15 days? What's going to happen to the national numbers as they climb? Every expert nationally in the state are saying we are going to see an increase in numbers, not because of why, uh, more massive spread, but because of better testing. We are going to have a better handle on actual numbers. And we've seen that here in Arizona. Just the other day, it was 12 confirmed cases. Now we know that number is 78. So obviously, locally, what this means to all of us nationally and internationally as we've closed both the north and southern borders will be closing to non-essential travel it's all going to be a part of what we do in the next hour but an arizona scottsdale arizona resident named john stallone who has been in argentina because he's under quarantine facing what could be up to 10 years in jail if he leaves and then once he is released from this place He has nowhere to go because there are no flights. And this is an American begging the State Department to help him. We'll have his story coming up after just after 11. So you're going to make sure you're here for that. It is one of the again, one of the real life stories of what's happening. You heard Jamie talk earlier this morning about a family member she can't visit. And uh, I lost a cousin last night that I was very, very close to. And I'm not going to be able to attend her funeral. They don't even know if her family can have a funeral because of the COVID-19 virus. So all of that's going to be coming up in the next hour of the show. 